Happy Monday night, everyone. Welcome to the Look Back Podcast brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. I am Sam Holt, joined as always by Maddie Kroll. Wow. Cannot believe how that game just ended. I was not expecting that. I thought this was going to be a relaxing Monday night football game. I was wrong. No, I mean, I... And I guess I don't know what I expected. Everyone was asking me, well, what do you think? How do you, how are the Titans going to put up against the Bills defense? And I was like, I think that they're going to be fine and it should actually still be pretty close. But I did not expect it to end that way. I didn't at all. And I remember talking to Doc about this and he was like, how would the Titans win? Derrick Henry runs for 400 plus yards. And I was like, yeah, that's the only way. Yeah. And then, I mean, he nearly the got, got there. Great train. The when he gets going too, it's kind of otherworldly. Like when you're watching any like the Marvel films, I don't know if you're as big of a fan of them as I am. Yes, but okay, cool. So like when you're watching those movies and you watch them switch on that superhuman speed, like a la Captain America from the first movie, and all of a sudden he's like, "Wow, I can run really fast off this serum." It's like Derrick Henry can run like that. Turn it on. Just the Jets are always ready, and I don't think any of us are always ready for just how fast he can go. Not at all, especially with how big he is. That yes. is unnatural. No, it's like a, literally like a fridge that's chasing you down a hill. <laughs> yeah. It's this crazy speed at this crazy height. And his mass is just, I mean, I maybe it was just me like overanalyzing. But I was also like, damn, how is his jersey even staying on? He's running that fast. <laughs> like you see him kind of like hulking out of his jersey as he's like gaining momentum. Like his muscles yeah. are growing while he's running. It's just, My favorite it's, is watching defenders like hesitate on whether they want they want they to tackle want him or not. To. I wouldn't want to. I would see that guy coming and be like, "I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna just change my career path right now. I'm gonna change." Absolutely, cramp them out. Oh no! I need a banana. Someone help me. Turf monster got me. <laughs> right, but okay. So just looking at. Derrick Henry rest this season. I mean, he's fully on pace to finish as the number one running back this season. Just on his overall stats, he's not slowing down. He he feels fully matchup proof. Do you feel like he's going to finish that way? I do think as long as he stays healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like going forward, he's probably going to be my number one pick. No, seriously. <laughs> <For> future, <drafts. laughs> future, future picks. And it's funny because every year we kind of run into the same question, you know, does Derrick Henry deserve to be in the top three of running backs that are taken off the board? And every year I feel like people kind of talk themselves down before drafts. Oh no. Well, in PPR mm -hmm. settings, you want someone like Christian McCaffrey, who's going to be getting more receptions. Well, last year and this year, anyone that took McCaffrey is going to be second guessing that strategy going into any draft. Absolutely. And this year I, I had such an internal battle because I wasn't sure what this offense was going to look like. Yeah, and especially with Tannehill coming in. With Tannehill coming in again, and then, you know, he was successful with A.J. Brown, and then we saw Julio mm -hmm. Jones come in and we're like, okay, the targets are going to get split up a little bit. How is this offense really going to work out? Obviously, you know, both of them have dealt with some injuries, so it hasn't been fully succinct as to every week we're getting the same amount of volume from everyone. But they're finding ways to get everybody the ball. They are. And a big concern for me was that offensive line. And I just feel so silly saying that right now because Derrick Henry doesn't need an offensive line. He is the offensive line. It's he, yeah. unbelievable. It's like he runs with some sort of extra like shield around him that people just bounce off of. Just They're just repelled by his manliness and giantness. They just don't want to yeah. get near him. There was one play, I think it was the second quarter I was watching, and I was like, oh, that's shut down. The defense, perfect defense. 
And he like does this little cutback thing and just went straight through. And I was mm-hmm. like, that was right through a defender. Nobody else is going to talk about that. No, just I know. Ran through a brick wall. Yeah. No, it's he's literally just running through walls every day. And it's just like he's hungry for them. It's almost like they yeah. make him stronger as he runs through defenders. It's crazy. It's like he's yeah. leveling up in Mario every time. It's ridiculous. Dang. <laughs> I love it, though. <laughs> that is such a good comparison, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you get you know when you're in mario and you get one of those mushrooms and he like gets bigger it's like yeah anytime it's a defender boop boop it's like same leveling with like up. faster yes bigger stronger faster Each just time. gets you more excited yeah that doesn't stop can't stop won't stop but let's talk about the receivers on the on the titans before we go to the bills and just okay. how they produced i felt like it was maybe it was just me only catching maybe every time i left the room i missed julio but was he just like not present because I felt like it was AJ Brown and then he was out and it was AJ Brown and then he was out and he was just off the field. I don't feel like they had a full rhythm going. I felt like the defense was pretty locked down. Yeah. On the wideouts. Um, he did have a nice little catch off the helmet though. Yeah. That so, first quarter. Hey, I was like, definitely. oh, he still got it. That was the one I got the ESPN notification for. And I was like, are we really getting notifications on single catches from Julio? Like, yeah. You know, ESPN, whoever's sending out the the notifications is just a little bit bored during the game. Maybe. But A.J. Brown did end up with a good game. He had seven receptions, not nine targets and 91 yards, just missing a touchdown there. But, I mean, he's going to be fine. I feel like with him back in the lineup, any fantasy manager that has A.J. Brown shouldn't be worried. Don't be worried at all. No. If anything, when I'm someone that has Julio in a couple leagues because I either was able to get him very late and I thought he was going to be a good steal or have him in a dynasty league here and there. He's someone that is constantly a flex concern for me week in and week out in terms of Mm -hmm. just how much output I'm going to get with him. Um, I think bye weeks are going to determine for me whether or not I end up starting him, but I'm, I'm not loving, not loving the overall so far this season. And I get that. I think that a lot of his um, his I guess product. I don't know what word I'm searching for here. Um, it's gonna deter- it's gonna be determined by the defense. Yeah, the, and the pr- Bills production, secondary. Yeah, sure. yeah, production. That's the word that I was looking for. It's okay, Dang. it's Monday. It's all good, man. <laughs> um, my brain's on vacation, but yeah, that that Bills um, secondary defense is just really lot tight ridiculous and in some for for anyone that has ryan Tannehill, i mean he didn't have a great fantasy output this week he did have an interception but he did have over 200 yards Mm -hmm. is it just gonna be matchup dependent where you have to really manage your expectations on what you're gonna get out of him and it's really only two quarterback formats where you're gonna have him even starting yes pretty much in my opinion yeah yeah and unless you're getting all yeah unless you're trying to like be play it real I don't know, dicey in like a DFS league and think, oh, well, maybe I'm going to do a like crazy stack and I'm just going to get all my Titans in there. Maybe it could be your week. Who knows? This week wasn't your week. Fingers crossed. Yeah. On the other side of the ball, someone that I definitely think is absolutely matchup proof, maybe just going forward because he needed one bad game against my Steelers to have fantastic production. But Josh Allen is just a crazy behemoth when it comes to fantasy output this season, isn't he? Yes, he is. And I think that that's only going to continue to progress, especially with all this talk with Kyler Murray potentially mm-hmm. being MVP. I think that that's definitely lit a fire underneath him. Yeah. Um, it's crazy because last year I thought Josh Allen was great. This year you can really see how much he matured in the offseason. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. 
no, he's he's definitely and even the commentators were getting his name wrong because he was making veteran moves. <laughs> I know they called him Tannehill. I know. I was like, I literally yelled at the TV. I'm like, I'm by myself, but this is upsetting. Woke up. I like looked up and I was like, Am I? Am I like falling asleep? I, I thought maybe it was me. <laughs> it didn't no. make sense. Like Monday Night Football. Like they look very different. Like no, I know there's <laughs> a lot of blue. Close. There's a lot of blue happening in the jerseys tonight. But come on, guys, let's let's stay awake for this. Let's let's keep it succinct. That was but, bad. I mean, Josh Allen's someone that I took as a second quarterback off the board in a couple leagues. He's also someone that you know, if you have him in dynasty, you're just patting yourself on the back for keeping him as long as you have. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to finish, if not number one, top three easily by the end of the season at the position. Easily. Easily. And he's making it look easy. What about that little trick uh, two-point conversion from Knox? I loved that. I I love the double. That was so fun. Those always make me laugh because I'm like, yay, because that's those are the plays in my head. I'm like, why don't they just do like a fun trick play like that back and forth? And then I feel like we don't see them enough. That's one reason why I know I need to watch more college because you get more fun plays in college than you do in the NFL. Give me more of that. I want more of that in my life. I know. And on a a two-point conversion, I just love how ballsy it was. So ballsy. And apparently when they did the replay later, um, he was calling the playoff yeah. because he realized Knox's hand was messed up. And yeah. Like, no, no, don't do it. And Knox is like, I can throw it with a club. It's fine. And he, and he, did. Fine. he did. It wasn't the greatest pass, but it was okay. No. He got the job done. <laughs> no, he threw it just like with like a balled up fist and just like punched it in. But And it kind of like wobbled a little bit. <laughs> I was like, oh, watching it go in. But there's no one around him. So it's fine. Ended up being fine, and they were all good. I mean, a question I have, though, on the Bills uh, is just in terms of the wide receivers and how these targets are shaken out. Is it a Sanders week or is it a Cole Beasley week? Because this week it was a Cole Beasley week in terms of wide receiver two. That's what. That's the only bad part about having fantasy players that are on the Bills is there's so many different options. There's so many different weapons. It can be anybody's week at any time, and that's great for – the bills because it makes it really hard to defend but yeah. when you're a fantasy owner that makes it really difficult Absolutely. i will say that i'm happy for stefan diggs because i was like wow your brother is really just like out producing you right now he had to show up today he's like he had to i'm sure like like that family conversation the group text is just going off on his brother's like geez i gotta like really step it up tomorrow and you did he had a fantastic game nine receptions on 11 targets 89 yards and a touchdown could have been more too could have been more more. um but yeah in Uh, terms of the other two sanders and beasley i mean if you're starting them i feel like you're starting either of them in a flex and you like the floor mm -hmm. because it's still a lot of output but it's just so envious when you see the other one go off it is. And I kind of felt some of that tonight because I had had Beasley in my flex position for a couple of weeks in a row. And I was just like done with it by <laughs> the time I got to this week. And now I'm just like kicking myself. It was so hard to watch the rest of that game. It's just because you didn't have him in your just because you didn't have him started. That's why you're yeah. welcome to everybody else. I took yeah. one for the team. You know, I do it all the time, too. <laughs> you know, when I was telling everyone to bench Robert Woods, then he went off and no one listened to me. That was nice. <laughs> I'd listen to myself and maybe didn't start him. But, you know, poor you win some, just, you lose some. It's, you know, we love hate this game more love than hate. But still, it's, yep. you know, just keeps us competitive for the following week. I am happy for him, though, because he needed that. He did. No, he absolutely did need that. And I feel like. 
the Bills offense definitely had it rolling in a lot of ways, but they just they just could not keep pace with whatever the Titans had. They, you know, in Space Jam when they drink Michael's like secret formula, I feel like <laughs> yes. the Titans all had that before this game, and they're just like, we're gonna go out there and do the opposite of what everyone thinks. They all touched do. the ball. They all touched um, the ball. I felt like. Back. The penalties killed the Bills in the first quarter. They did. That's what got the game started off on a bad note. Mm -hmm. It sucks, too, when you see the momentum shift on things like that. It mm -hmm. really takes everything out of their sails, and it's just so hard to come back from when you keep getting knocked back that way. It is, and it kind of felt like even – I mean, the Titans lost so many players tonight to injuries. Like, yeah. it was one after the other, and they never slowed down. They were there to win. Yeah, no, they, and they literally were on one. They had their powers back. They, they had whatever secret sauce was going on. They were on one. On the running back side for the Bills, though, I mean, Devin Singletary being the only one that had any semblance of a fantasy floor, is, yeah. are you just kind of taking this week as a one-off week, or are you thinking it's going to be difficult for you to decide to start a Bills running back, even if it's at the flex position? I feel like it just it's just difficult. I mean, I've gone back and forth with Moss. Um, same with Singletary. Mm -hmm. Moss, I kind of like more honestly because he's just seemed he seems to be more efficient. Yeah. Um, but it's just hard in this this type of offense. Like I, they're so loaded with weapons, and Allen can do anything. You can um, literally do no wrong. Seriously, like I watched I watched the offensive lines fail so many times tonight, and it didn't even phase him. Mm -hmm. No, so, he's, he's really, like you said, he's really gotten to that next level of maturity this season where mm -hmm. he doesn't look flustered in those situations. So calm. Yeah. So calm. Even with 300 pounds, massive men flying in his face and he yeah. just completes a beautiful ball. I know. And even that very last play, I love that he made that extra effort crazy hurdle over a player to try and get that first down. Yeah. It's just, it sucks that he just could not get it over the line. Kind of get, get it. That. It was crazy. And then you're like, why didn't they pass? It's like, because they were right there. So I, I like it. the way he takes control over the game, but it's not in a I'm I'm the only team team member type mentality. No. I feel like yeah. he, he will put the team on his back when he needs to, but I also feel like he does get everybody involved. There's not a single mm -hmm. wide receiver that he goes to every week. He, like we right. say, he spreads the ball around. There's plenty of work to be had for everyone. It's just you know, he's just such an amazing playmaker. He's got that, yes. that that forethought when the plays break down of just exactly what he needs to do and exactly if he's going to be the one to run it, which mm -hmm. is why the running backs are kind of like, eh, every week. But I just – I love watching him play, and I like – I agree with you. He's definitely gotten more mature. I do too. Other games that were crazy this weekend, there were a ton of them. I mean, A ton of them. A lot of overtimes that I didn't see coming. A lot of overtimes. A lot of blowouts. I'm blowouts, sorry. Blowouts, yeah. Did the Chargers know they were playing this weekend? Did they? Listen, I I don't know what's up with that because I did have the I did have the Ravens pick to win, but it was a short week for the Ravens. And so mm -hmm. I did not I expected that to be a really, really great game. Yeah. And I was super frustrated because I'm a Ravens fan and I had to listen to this game like on Game Pass because I don't oh, didn't get it anywhere. Goodness. And so like I had to do this thing for junior league, this, um, like this volunteer organization I'm involved in. So I had to like, listen to the game, half the game. And so by the time I made it to the restaurant to watch the game, I was like, what is this? Like, <laughs> I loved it, but it was just not what I was expecting. No, right? no just... I think the chargers, I think, I think that the reason why 
it was such a big blowout is because the Browns game gave the Ravens exactly what they needed to game plan for the Chargers, mm-hmm. and they didn't change it up at all. Yeah, um, I agree with that. That right side of the Chargers line needs some help, specifically yeah. the guard position. I don't know who that is. I feel bad. I don't know his name, but it's rough. A no, lot of missed assignments. It there was it was everything that could go wrong did go wrong for them in that game. Mm-hmm. It was like everyone's been watching the playbook and they're and like you said, the Ravens just took that homework and the Chargers did not overcorrect going up against them, and mm-hmm. they just absolutely got annihilated. I mean, the only thing that really didn't work out necessarily for the Ravens is in terms of fantasy production for Lamar Jackson. He yeah. just didn't have as stellar of a week as he should have had. But it was like his intent was to get every running back that ever was a big running back in the league more involved than himself. Yeah, which, I mean, based on the Chargers defense of what they were giving, I keep comparing it to the Browns game because that's the one that I really broke down film for. Yeah. But they literally came in and played the exact same game plan against the Ravens that they did the Browns. And so that was what was available is just to run straight through. Um, it just, it's, I don't know. It's, it was wild to me that it was that big of a blowout because the chargers are a really good team. They are. That's the thing because Herbert is known for being able to air out the ball and to utilize so many different assets on as term in terms of the receivers. Eckler was deemed just absolutely inadmissible on any lineup like he just was absolutely powerless against them it was they really took out every single one of their playmakers and they just Mm -hmm. had atrocious weeks if you were someone like myself who started a lot of their chargers in dfs you were just upset with yourself goodbye cash i guess i didn't need you this week but in terms of just (laughs) you know season long it's like so bad like this has to feel like a blip. Like, obviously, the Chargers are going to correct this and they're going to come out because they do have a lot of good pieces. But like you're saying, they have pieces that also are missing that need to be fixed and addressed. Yeah, absolutely. And we haven't seen Herbert under that type of pressure before. I mean, yeah. everybody's like, oh, he's done well under pressure, but he hasn't had that type of pressure. And also, the Ravens defense has been really, really crummy up until that game and they came out ready to play. I don't know what the deal was, but they were just in sync. Yeah. I mean, it's it just, it has me scratching my head too, because like, I don't, none of us were prepared for the Ravens defense to be what they should have been at the beginning of the season. Everyone right. expected this crazy stout defense and they were just underperforming week in and week out. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, glad to know that they showed up. That's always great to know. It's good. <laughs> You can do it when you need to, um, yeah. but at the same time, for for fantasy purposes, it really has anyone that has a charger on their team just scratching their heads for next for the next rest of the season. Yeah, I I will say that I really like this thing that they have going on with Pat Ricard, where sometimes he plays offense, sometimes he plays defense. <laughs> it's I mean, it's great, good for them. <laughs> but I'm just like, wow, wow, yeah, just like you know, you do what you got to do to win the game. Just, it's you, you I mean it's working. Game. Yeah. It's hey, whatever working. whatever works what uh, whatever ain't broke don't fix it. But in <laughs> yeah. terms of the running game outside of Lamar, obviously Latavius Murray is someone that a lot of people have. I have myself cuz you're thinking, okay, well maybe he's going to be the number one running back besides Lamar Jackson. But this week mm-hmm. Devonta Freeman got involved. He had a touchdown. Lev Bell had a touchdown. I don't know about you, but I was not expecting that. No. I mean, you know what's really, really annoying too? I have a very deep dynasty league and I, I'm suffering as at a buy and I'm just looking at my players and I'm like looking at who's just projected to get on the board. 
And I saw Devontae Freeman sitting there on my bench. And I'm just like, obviously not. Like, why is this even a passing thought? So, no, I didn't start him. But I would have gotten more than I got for AJ Green crying out loud. Also, what? Just what? And it was like, if you're a has-been, this was your game. It was. (laughs) The only person missing from this game was RG3. Just to, like, really round it out. (laughs) Just, like, with, like, a random trick play. Just, like, run it in. Just something crazy. They should have gone for it. If you would have told the Ravens that it was going to break some type of record, they they would have done it for sure. They would have found one way to get on the ball. Absolutely. But going forward, are you going to be looking to start Devonta Freeman or Lev Bell in any situation? Or do you feel like this is a one-off weird week for them? Honestly, I kind of feel like it's a one-off weird week. Like, I would have to see another one, another week and a week after that to even get me to feel like I could start them in any lineup. I will say I think there's a good chance that they might face the Chargers again mm-hmm. later on down the road. Um, anytime that you're, you're facing a defense like that, I'm trying to think who else. If if the Browns are on, maybe them too. Um, you might I mean, they have, have Cleveland more of an in option. Week 14. Yeah, and it it kind of depends on what happens with Cleveland. I'm, Man, my heart's still broken over that. But <laughs> um, just brutal. I mean, possibly this could happen again to where they're just going to utilize every weapon they have, kind of like Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be more of the running back position. But I don't know. We'll see. I think that there's going to be good, some good chemistry with Bateman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an amazing route runner. And yeah. then if Hollywood Brown can be consistent, they're going to be a little bit more dominant. So, I do think that they're going to start trying to throw the ball more just because there's such a run heavy offense. And that's what a lot of people game plan for. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I feel like maybe this could be a game that kind of switches things up for the Ravens then in terms of rest of season, what to expect out of them. Mm -hmm. I just wonder what that means for fantasy managers going forward in terms of who you can have confidence starting week in and week out, even at the flex position. I'm looking at just the numbers across the board and, each one of them, wide receiver it's, or running back, is just has me like my stomach goes into a yeah. knot if I got to make this decision right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Very and I think that it's like a week by week thing. Yeah. No, I agree. And then in terms of the Chargers going forward, I mean, I definitely feel like they're going to get right. Herbert's going to be fine rest of the season. In terms of the pass catchers, you know, Mike Williams is still dinged up, not looking 100%. Keenan Allen will end up being fine. Yeah. Um, but how do you feel about uh, Austin Eckler rest of the season? This was his worst week so far. Here's the thing. They've got to figure out the right side of the line because mm-hmm. that's – if they don't if they don't get that figured out, he's not a I'm going to run through a wall type of tight uh, He's not Derrick Henry, he's and that's not, not crazy Henry. to say out loud. That's no. okay. I'm sure yeah. he would also agree he's not Derrick Henry. They look no, a little different. He's a phenomenal back, though. Um, I think that he's going to be fine until you face these – Stout, and I say these stout defenses that rate, like I said, that Ravens defense really surprised me. I thought Eckler was going to run right through him, I really yeah, did. Um, sure. so we'll see. I think he's going to be fine going forward, but they, they've got to get that right side figured out to protect him a little bit, or else he's going to end up getting beat up, especially with this extra game later on. Definitely. Well, they've got a bye week this week, so hopefully they can, you know, put their heads together, get the rest that they need, and then come out strong yeah. against New England the following week. But let's talk about the Cowboys game, which was also crazy. CeeDee Lamb with the final touchdown. Just Where did that come from? 
Mac uh, Jones also. Yeah, that was rare. A- That was a very intense game. And then I think the frustrating part for a lot of people was seeing Dak Prescott limping off the field on the final play when it's the final Final play. play. Like, come on. Here's the thing. If Mike McCarthy still has a job after this year, like, honestly, I'm going to be floored because the, like your job as a head coach is time management, right? Mm -hmm. Game management. That's, that's, that's your only job. And this has not been the only game that he's failed at that, but I mean, you saw what your team was like without Dak Prescott last year. Yeah, protect. You just paid him insane amounts of money. Protect your assets. Like, yes, come no. on. I think that every football fan in America was like, "What are you doing? What what is happening?" But yeah, and then but he shows literally. up to the press conference in a boot. Like, I, I probably more precautionary precautionary than anything because you know but i agree it's just ridiculous he had an amazing game he had 445 yards three touchdowns you'll love that and obviously it was a season high so far in terms of yardage and i feel like sky's the limit when they can do that against the patriots which i do feel like have a very good defense they do have good defense i um but i agree with you if Dak's going to have to throw his body on the line every game he's not going to be able to maintain this output Mm mm-hmm it's yeah. very frustrating. And I will say that Cowboys team as a whole are pretty good contenders to make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, really, the offensive yeah. line looks great. Like I said, Diggs on the opposite side of the ball, one of the best receivers in the league right now for defense. Like, Crying out loud, he's literally insane. Like, he has an in- interception in every game so far this season, right? Yeah, and I think that he's had seven in six weeks. I think it's the stat that I read on that. It's unbelievable. Crazy. He finally Love has it. a pick six. Um, it just, I mean, he he looks like Deion Sanders, which yeah. I know that he's like, that's who I emulate my game after but i'm like you're doing a great job you're doing a good job you know cop like trying to mimic there it looks really good he does look like a receiver out there that's just and that he he did start off as a receiver and then get switched as right in college yep because and he i love this he said it on hard knocks but he was like i didn't want to live in my brother's shadow so that's that was a big reason why he switched and i'm like and now now he's living in yours no but the the (laughs) dynamic He's rewriting the position. Like, I mean, obviously, in terms of what he's been able to do and the way that people are going to have to plan to play against him, quarterbacks are going to have to just be thinking twice. You can't throw there. Yeah. And like the the crazy thing is, is if you watch these picks, he's letting these guys get open. Mm -hmm. And then it's just because he knows he's fast enough to go make up for it. I kind of love that. I love that. It's like a little mousetrap. It really is. It, he's totally he's fishing and he's he's making it every single time. But I love seeing players like that that not only have confidence in their own skills, but know how to maximize their own output based on what the other team's going to give them. Absolutely, that was put beautifully. I also so love the little dynamic duo in the backfield with Pollard and Zeke mm-hmm. because Zeke is one of the best pass blocking running backs I've ever seen. Truly, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Um. But they just have a good little thing going on in Dallas. They do. I feel like they're finally succinct. Where last year it really felt just like a full dumpster fire of no one wanting to even be there. It kind of right. felt like the locker room drama fell out onto the field, and somehow they played a game. But yeah. this year feels completely different. Like you're saying, far more succinct. They're just 
they're really in it. I mean, even Dalton yeah. Schultz is up there in yeah. the top in terms of tight ends. No one thought Dalton Schultz was going to be in a top five tight end this season. I was able to pick him up in two leagues on week four. Nice. Two leagues. Like that's, that's wild. Um, but yeah. And I think that that's only, he's only going to continue to get better. Also CD lamb is great. Um, yep. I mean, they just, they have, a they have a lot of good weapons going on. They do. And in terms of just how CeeDee Lamb's, you know, sizing up next to Amari Cooper, obviously CeeDee Lamb's taken over really just as the wide receiver one. He's just mm -hmm. knocked out that role easily. Um, what do you feel like for people that have Amari Cooper and how they should look for the rest of the season to manage him? Honestly, for me, Amari Cooper would be more of a flex depending on what your team looks like, because yeah. I think it's only going to continue to move to CeeDee Lamb. CD Lamb is like the newer model. Yeah. Who doesn't I want mean, the newer model? I like the newer model. Yeah. And he's starting a lot of aspects of his game are actually starting to look like Amari Cooper. So he should just, he's just be faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Faster, younger. Sorry, Amari. But it happens. I get mean vertical a little better. Yeah. Oh my gosh, get vertical. Crying out loud. This guy can he can make a catch out of anything. I just love how he has such amazing spatial and body awareness in air as well. That's insane. Yes, that's unbelievable. And, you know, he didn't always have that because I went to OU, so he was there at the same time I was. And mm -hmm. there was just – first of all, he was like a string bean. He's he's finally put on some weight, but he was like a teeny tiny little thing. And, like, the wind would blow in Oklahoma, and he would kind of, like, do this thing. <laughs> I felt like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, CD, just stay put. We'll get you the ball. Just like, trying, hold on. Hey, breathe. We don't need any extra movement in the stadium. No, thank you. Oh, my gosh. No, he well, was great in college. I'm, we just gave him a hard time. I love that. No, I, I love looking back on games that I got to go see in, of colleges. I didn't go to one of those big schools that had a football team. I went to Long Beach State. We didn't have a football team. So the main joke there is that we we're undefeated because we've never had a football team. <laughs> um, but our thing was baseball. But I did go and visit my brother when he went to Louisville. And I got to see Lamar play. I got to see oh, wow. Bridgewater play. I got to see some amazing, you know, yeah, some good players, are, some very good players there. And that was a lot of fun. Um, he coaches at Indiana now. So I get to go and hopefully see an Indiana game. That's that awesome. I'm yeah. sure you were like super sober Sally watching these games. So you remember every detail too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alcohol definitely... hits different at football games. It just does. Okay. Because college games, they like. I don't know what they do. Like, this is college. No one should be allowed to drink this much in a game ever. ever. And Louisville was sponsored by my one of my favorite bourbons. Uh, they had a Woodford Reserve-like bourbon station. And I'm just like, this I is didn't know best. that they had alcohol at Louisville. Oh, yeah. They we have just got it at bourbon. OU like a couple years ago. And oh it gosh. was like a game changer. No, and the pores, like, uh, we're getting a little bit off topic, but that's totally fine because yes. it's it's still football related. It's tangential. But, like, the pores of, like, just a regular cup, it's, like, bourbon and then a splash of, like, whatever you asked for. It's I would be gone. Ridiculous. Yeah. I'm going to sleep by the second quarter and I just wake <laughs> up. Like, I think we're going to have nachos now, right? It still makes snacks. It's the the time. Is it's something time about the way the sun hits you, too. It's just, it's a whole thing. It's, it's an proven. experience. It's, you know, you go there for the experience. It's fine. Let's Absolutely. talk about the Patriots really quick and Mac okay. Jones. Um, obviously, he did have an interception and a fumble, but still able to pull together. Still looks good. Quite though. an amazing game. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites out of the rookies. You know what's funny? And I really like that they're doing this. They're running a lot of things that he ran at Alabama. 
Yeah. And I mean, genius, because that's what they should be doing across the board. We watched them. They were trying to do a little too much with him um, at the beginning of the season. And you could kind of tell that he just struggled with tempo as far as timing. Mm -hmm. Like first he came out and he was um, like making things. He was rushing things. And then he came out and then he was missing reads. And then he finally got back on pace. But they're running really basic sets and it's working. Yeah. I mean, I think that also, you know, is a testament to Bill and doing Bill things and working with what Mm -hmm. he has just to make sure because Belichick's always going to want to obviously win games and do what he can with the tools that he has at his disposal. And he sees what he has in Mac Jones and he knows that he wants Mm -hmm. to work with it and he doesn't want to if he didn't like what Matt, Mac Jones has to offer, he'd force him to continue to run the stuff and he would be just continue to get terrible and just run him into the ground. But he's going to bend and, you know, obviously mm-hmm. be able to make him what he needs to be here. And um, it's always nice to just let a rookie get a feel for the tempo of the game before you throw too much at him. Definitely. Um, and when you have a defense like the Patriots have, you can almost like you just need to game manage at that point with your quarterback. Like he just needs to be able to do enough to help out absolutely that defense looks beautiful every single time i watch judon make a play it just stings my insides a little bit (laughs) such a loss for baltimore yeah it's 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 a it's a bit brutal thanks guys so much for tuning in by the way robert johnson saying hashtag team dr roto thanks rob for tuning in appreciate you if you guys have anything comments on the weekend of the game please throw them in the comments we'll throw them up on the board Uh, Let's talk about Jacoby Myers and how it seems like he's destined to never have a touchdown this season. Why is that? He's cursed. Is it because I keep trying to start him? Is that what's happening? (laughs) Don't start him. I'm going to bench him. Maddie, (laughs) bench him next week. If you bench him this coming week, screenshot it, and then he's going to get the touchdown, and you can just say hashtag you're welcome welcome. to the rest of fantasy. You're welcome. (laughs) You have a lot of shares of him? I have two. Okay. So you know what? It's worth a try. I'll try it out. <laughs> Only if well. you have better options. Don't just start as like a player. At this like, point, <laughs> <laughs> it's not I on. A buy because I just want to get the touchdown for everyone else. Just it's brutal. It, it's gonna happen. You just gotta believe. They're playing the Jets next week. What better opportunity than for him to finally get it? Even though he didn't get it the last time they played them, you just gotta cross your fingers. Right? You know what? That's such a good point. Maybe I should keep. <laughs> Maybe I should keep them up. I might I'm be talking sure. too soon. Another player that I like in terms of just output on what you're getting for where you draft him, Hunter Henry is looking like the tight end to own there. He's I've had a touchdown each of the last three weeks, including this past weekend, mm-hmm. making a lot out of a little. He only had two catches and still got that touchdown. So at least he's getting a semblance of targets. He's getting looks in the red zone. Absolutely. And we all know the tight end is a rookie quarterback's best friend. Yep. It's the way it is. And I mean, it's it's working. Why would you stop it? No, definitely. And, and I mean, Hunter Henry makes some plays after contact too. He does. Which surprised me. I don't know why I didn't expect that, but it was a pleasant surprise. I feel like because he had such distinct injuries that kind of kept him out before he could really get his rhythm when he was with the Chargers, it was like we thought he was going to be good at scrambling and making, you know, extra yards after the catch and turn there, but he never really fully got his feet underneath him to, so to speak, but it looks like he's finally getting a rhythm going with the Patriots and with Mac Jones. Yes. Love to see it. Love to see it. Let's talk a little bit about the Seahawks. We don't have to talk about my Steelers. They got the win. It was brutal. It was brutal, but you know hey. what was brutal was having to listen to the play caller or the 
broadcasters. I seriously turned it on mute. I'm not kidding you. Yes, it was. It was annoying. It that was, was that was so bad. Like, it was like they forgot how to, like that they were watching football. I'm like, do you know what you're doing? Like, I would be doing a far better job at this, and I would be stuttering over players' names and still doing a better job. One hundred percent, you would have done a better job. I can agree to that. You know what? We should just submit it and you and I should just commentate Sunday Night Football. Don't you think it'd be easier? We like, might as well. I mean, yeah. the Manning brothers took off. They were entertaining. We should just do it anyways and then people can watch the game and then mute the TV and just listen to us talk about it. Would be 10 times better. 10 times better. Million dollar idea. Let's go ahead and do it. Let's do it. Get it on the board. Maybe Dr. Roto will sponsor us. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure he would. He's watching now. And he's like, yes, do that. Do that. We're going to get text yeah. messages in a minute. Um, but let's talk about the fact that Seattle's likely going to have Geno Smith under center for a little while. Didn't they just put Russell Wilson on IR? They did. They did. Um, and I don't, I don't, I'm not great with injuries and things like that. But when it's your hands, I feel like that, that's going to take some time to come back from now. Yeah, and the way they were explaining it, it's not just like a single thing. He has three screws and a pin in one finger. So that's a lot of metal to go into one finger and then to learn how to rebend it. And I know yeah. that we saw a video of him trying to learn how to throw and a pass with his left hand last week because he's just that much a competitor. And the fact that he was even out there on the coin toss, you're like, Russ, like, come on. Can, can you can you sit this one out? The guys got this. They can handle a coin toss without you. But clearly he's like, no, they can't handle a coin toss without me. I I I bet this is going to end up being a prop bet on whether he goes out and does the same like pregame warm up that he did this past week. Somebody's going to do it. Yes. But he like Absolutely. the fact that he faked the huddle mm -hmm. like that was a little overkill. Like I I get everything else. Like go through yeah. the motions, keep your body loose. Yeah. To fake the huddle, is that necessary? I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. But in but terms of like other Gino players Smith. you have to deal with, you have Geno Smith, who I think does have some bright moments, yeah, but is definitely in a struggle. Someone like Tyler Lockett, two receptions on seven targets, 35 yards. You just can't. If you're starting Tyler Lockett, you can't have that and win for that week. You can't have that blip on your no, roster. So you can't. You got to be worried about that position that you're in. Yeah. Um, and Geno, Geno Smith isn't bad. He's, I mean, he's okay. Yeah. What's really bad is that defense. It's, it's got it's, holes in it. It really does. It really does. Um, but I, I do like DK Metcalf. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that's going to look going forward though. What are your thoughts? Because I've been back and forth with myself on this. I'm a little bit worried to be honest, because I mean, DK Metcalf being as physically dominant as he is, him being able to, he can make a catch out of anything. He obviously has the speed after the catch and, you know, he can, he can make himself get open. If you're looking, if you're ever wondering about a wide receiver, if they're going to be able to make themselves get open uh, under double coverage, he is a guy that can always get open because he's absolutely hugely physically dominant and he can always do that however if Geno Smith is going to be under that much pressure and maybe you can speak to the O-line at this point and it felt like he was just running all over the place trying to extend the play on his own it just mm -hmm. feels like I'm very worried about what this floor is going to mean for Metcalf going forward if I think he's going to be the number one receiver going forward and I think that he is just because he's that physically dominant I'm mm -hmm. concerned what to expect out of him week in and week out if his floor is going to be what 10 fantasy points a week that's kind of how i feel when it comes from when you look at it from an offensive line standpoint hey danger 
Um, when you look at it from an offensive line standpoint, the offensive line hasn't really changed much. It's just Russell Wilson gets the ball off so quick and it's unbelievable. Geno Smith does not have that same type of superpower. And so the offensive line, maybe they'll adapt to his tempo a little bit and hold the pocket. There were a couple of times where I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's hard with the offensive line to know, did they just completely miss their blocking assignments or was it designed to be that way? Because there are a couple of times where they just completely pulled the wrong way mm-hmm. and things just got blown up. So I don't yeah. know, did three of their guys miss their blocking assignments or was it just designed that badly or did the Steelers just disrupt it that badly? I don't know. Not sure, but dangerous jumping in here. Times. <laughs> Carol will get his wish to run the ball 40 times a game. It seems like it. It seems like it. But I mean, Alex Collins is questionable going forward this week, which is brutal. Obviously, is. Chris Carson is on IR. So if they're going to try and run the ball, who are they going to run the ball with, Danger? And who Answer, are they going to run behind? And, yeah, got to run behind someone. That's... If you can answer that question for us, Danger, let us know. Like, just yeah, pick unless anyone. you're Derrick Henry. <laughs> unless you're Derrick Henry. Unless they're going to make a trade and pull someone that doesn't have a job right now. Hey, isn't Todd Gurley still a free agent? That's crazy. But I'm just saying. He, I, I, we've seen. I'm sure he's not things, busy. But yeah, he's not busy. Devonta Freeman got a touchdown this week. That's not the craziest thing that's going to happen <laughs> in the rest of this season. Let's be let's be 100 real about this. But we can talk a little bit about the Steelers. It feels like Najee Harris is going to be, you know. Very the most consistent in terms of fantasy output for any Steeler going forward. Mm-hmm. And that's he, not crazy to say. Not at all. And I've had to eat my words on him because I did not think that that's what he was going to be coming into the league. I really yeah. didn't. Yeah. <clears throat> he looks great. No, he's he looks making fantastic. that team look good. He's definitely making what little we can give him look really good. So, yeah. and I, and I can say that because I've, because I've been watching every game and cringing every yeah. time, but what's great is, Obviously, this offseason, Mike Tomlin and and the staff there said, we obviously have to revamp and get back to the running game. We have to get back mm-hmm. to the running game. Obviously, the commentators did a terrible job when they said they needed to run the ball, and now they're running the ball. It's like, thank you, Captain Obvious. We know we needed to run the ball. But now, yeah. I think what we needed is someone with his prowess, with his ability to make those cuts, to be able to extend the play. He has That's the exactly athleticism. What it is. Yeah. He's a little bit more shifty and they didn't have that in the past. That offensive line isn't, the best. Nope. Um, and that's really difficult for a running back to be successful behind unless you're shifty. And yeah, he's just has the perfect claypool dead to me. <laughs> How dare you, Danger? Where... Claypool is not dead to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> so he's mean. coming back. But yeah, Najee, you should like Najee. Yeah. I missed no. out. I missed out. Hey, it's okay. You know, we all have these things happen. I miss out on players every year too. But I just I needed a bright point to get to hold on to going into my Steelers season because I knew how bad our offensive line was. And everyone said the offensive line is terrible. How could Najee Harris be good? And I said, you know what? Yes, they're terrible. But if you're as quick as this guy is, you can make those cuts without them. So it's fine. And he's smart. He He's can read so defenses yeah. really well. That's where I was in, super impressed is his football intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like he makes reads and he's communicating it to the line, which yep. should be the opposite. Yeah. Beautiful. No, completely. Love great it. player. He's he's doing great. He is their bright spot. He as went going to forward. I call Alabama like the prep school for the NFL. <laughs> I totally he love went, that comparison. That I mean, it's one. it's perfect. 
it fits it perfectly. Yeah. And then in terms of the tight ends, obviously Pat Firemuth got in the mix there. Uh, Eric Ebron had a couple good catches as well. If you're in a deep league that needs a tight end to start week in and week out of the two, I'd go with Firemuth. He's just yes, such a big, big body tight end that's going to make himself available to Ben, who is going to have moments where he can make those 50-yard passes, but then he's going to feel winded and want to throw it short. And who's your guy? That's going to be Patty. Patty, yes. Patty and Patty's got some pancakes sometimes. I know that's not great for fantasy, but <laughs> he can throw out a pancake, which I appreciate. <laughs> Danger, I know you're salty. I'm sorry that means you started Claypool and you're really bummed about it. It's going to be fine. He's he's really sad now, and now he's going oh. to bed. Thank you for explaining your life in emojis. <laughs> The fact that you got that, I was like, beer Z time. Yeah, beer time. It's beer o'clock. It means he needs to go to bed. That's, you know, look, we're on the same is. page, Danger. I, I I totally get you. Other players that went off this weekend, Jalen Waddell had an amazing week. He finished mm -hmm. number four at the position, 10 catches on 13 targets, 70 yards and two touchdowns. But is this a London blip? Like, I'm noticing that with these London games, it's like the awakening of some of these players. But season long is he going to be able to maintain this i don't honestly with both of these teams i don't even know what's going on <laughs> it's a mystery and we're it's just a mystery ride. <laughs> um you know what's funny is a lot of my notes that i had from that game are about the jerseys like yeah. i really <laughs> really like the jersey game no yeah. I, um you know i i don't know yeah. the dolphins are without Devonte parker Mm -hmm. and they're both of their starting corners i think yeah no they were they were playing hurt definitely and i feel like that's kind of felt like the london game thing they're gonna take yeah. half their squad because half of them are hurt and then that means I mean, if anything that's going to be the deciding factor for a lot of people going into any of these weekends because how many more london games do we have is that it no oh, we've got I a couple i think Wait, we've got I a couple say, more i think that there i thought that there was one more but i don't know about the other one yeah. but you're right because the Jacks were down two of their offensive linemen. Mm -hmm. um, I know their center and then another one. I thought that I had that in my notes and I don't. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's just, I think it's the thing. It's everybody has to travel with half the team. Um, yeah. But as for players for either one of these teams, I, I get a lot of anxiety even thinking about it. And I know that that's bad to say, um, but it's so unpredictable on both sides of the ball. Yeah, it's frustrating, too, because obviously someone like Miles Gaskin had the insane week that he had last week. And then, I mean, in this one league that I'm looking at in terms of fantasy points and everyone's league is different in terms of final points. This one, he had 31.9 last week and this past weekend he had 3.4. He had nine yards, didn't he? Yeah, nine rushing wow. yards and what, two catches? Two catches, yeah. Just okay. Wow. That's not and, fun. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's really your tool. Yeah. I actually have him. And I had him. Had. You had him? Did you trade him away? Had him. Yeah. Mostly because I kept calling him um, Miles Gaskins. <laughs> <laughs> I kept getting excited. Um, no, I I, like it. I didn't. I didn't trade him away. I ended up dropping him because um, another player ended up coming up that was going to work out a little bit better for my team. Hey, you know what? I think that also speaks to how you have to look at the team that you have. And everyone says this, you know, is this the right week to start trading? Is this the week to start dropping guys? Does it matter where you drafted him? Yes, 
If you haven't started doing that yet, you need to start doing it now because you're not going to mm-hmm. start winning until you really start to thin the herd on your team and go for yep. consistency. I will always say explore your trade options before you just decide to Oh, completely. Go rogue. Yeah. You don't want to just drop half your team and then be like everyone in your league is like look at all these players that are now on the waiver wire. <laughs> just like grabbing fun. yeah yeah i will say that it was surprising and i'm sure not a lot of people started marvin jones and expected him to have that game but i feel like this is going to be a litany of wide receivers where week in and week out one guy is going to be the guy it's not going to be the same type of thing where on the opposite side of ball you know similarly young quarterback joe burrow jamar mm-hmm. chases his guy week in and week out that's his guy yeah, which should be. <laughs> it absolutely should be. But Trevor Lawrence is still trying to get his feet underneath him. He's mm-hmm. going to continue to explore who's going to be his number one receiver each week. And I don't think that he's shown a clear and obvious rapport with any single one consistently this season. And I think a lot of that has to do with what's going on with the play calling and the coaching mm-hmm. staff there. So that's what I said by like, it's so hard to try to think like what are they going to do because they don't know what they're doing no like I was really high on Chanel for a while yeah and I'm just like it's that the play calling's not there it's not going to be consistent no and I feel like we're not going to get some consistency until maybe what like week 12 or something like too far down the line to actually make it helpful for playoff purposes and when it finally gets the ball rolling are you really going to be like yeah now i can trust chanel in my flex position going into the playoffs no you're not going to do that i would no one's keeping him that long yeah (laughs) i will say my little sister i was helping her with her teams and i kept checking on it and i was like you've got it like you have better options than jones Mm -hmm. like bench him yeah she was obviously ignoring my text messages and then it ended up being okay for her but i was like it works out i hate my words but it's okay (laughs) hey it's you know you win some you lose some every week it's fine were there any other players that specifically stood out that you wanted to talk about tonight no agnew kind of surprised me a little bit but a lot of people (laughs) other than that No, but the first round of bye weeks, that was a hurtful one for me in terms of i didn't realize how much i was leaning on cordero patterson Oh yeah. Of all people to people. be leaning on. Patterson. I was leaning I was leaning on him and it hurt to not have him. It was brutal. You weren't the <laughs> you weren't the only one though. No. A lot of a lot of people said that. Yeah. It's it's just crazy how the running back position has fallen this year. And I've said this to a couple people. I've been staunchly against going zero RB for a very long time. This is the season that's kicked me in my teeth that I'm like, you know what? Fine. Next year. Literally thinking the same thing. Can't do I it. lost five of my running backs before week two. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> like, what? No. Like, if this is going to be the position that you have to stock up on because you don't know, well, then mm-hmm. I would rather stock up on wide receiver in the first three rounds, get an amazing right. quarterback, and then just draft nothing but running backs for those middle rounds. Then I get all the backups just in case anyone gets hurt. And then I get the couple rookies that are jumping onto the scene. I'm going to do that next season. I'm just middle fingers to my previous plans. Just like, I can't do this anymore. Honestly, stress. I'm going to have to do the same thing. And then the, the players that I did think that I had a lock on the Browns killed me this week. I was so confident in this team and it just really bit me in the rear. I will say (laughs) Baker Mayfield. The fact that he came back in after that little shoulder dislocation thing and played, I mean, 
hats off to him because that takes a lot of guts. That's going to hurt him back later, though, because, I mean, I think yeah. that one, definitely love and appreciate any kind of toughness. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he doesn't have a backup behind him that he's going to or the Browns are really going to be able to get wins off of. No offense, Case Keenum, but I just don't feel confident in you in these middle weeks so baker's gotta if anything be smarter and preserve himself i love the athleticism the trying to preserve the play Mm -hmm. i definitely get that and you see him wear his heart in his sleeve out there i give i yeah my hat to him every week he does do that but with him going into this division with just how competitive it is we all know how tough this division is especially when they play each other they're playing for blood every week baker's gotta preserve himself like he's not gonna be able to make the playoffs if he doesn't and you know what? I didn't even think about that. And they do have a playoff contending team if they could just – a lot of it is finishing. Mm-hmm. It really is. The game against the Chargers, they had – and I felt like that was they a should lot have of had it. play calling. That yep. was play calling towards the end, like that yep. last little runabout. Um, but I will tell you, the Cardinals, I'm convinced now. Oh, I yeah. mean, I, they were without their starting center, and it didn't matter. Are no. you kidding me? And they like, were fine. It was unbelievable to me because anytime you lose your center, that is like the heartbeat. Everybody says it's your quarterback. Your center controls everything, communication, everything. And it was like they didn't skip a beat. J.J. Watt, I really didn't think J.J. Watt was going to be – I didn't think he was going to look as great as what he did. And he made me eat my words. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that that also speaks to – just the presence that he is on the field and what he does with the players around him to mm-hmm. ensure that the defense can make the play after the ball. But also, he's going to save it and have more in the tank. And, you know, maybe one week he's going to be a bit quieter. Another week he's going to be a bit louder. But that's because he's J.J. Watt and he can sit back and wait and he can have the middle plays. But he's going to also get after the ball when he can and he's going to be able to finish it out. Hey, Jackson, thank you so much for tuning in. We're actually looking back on week six, and we will be doing that after every Monday night game. Uh, Tune in for the shenanigans and the chatter, but definitely tune in next week for all this funness. Anything else, Maddie, before we sign off here? I think that was it. This was a good week. I'm getting excited for week seven now. It's about that time. Yeah, I feel like this is finally, you know, we have enough sample sizes on players that we can really – deep dive into further analysis as we make our plays and make our calls week in and week out. What's the next thing you have coming out for everyone to check out? Um, I have a podcast um, with Marcus Grant and the Issa Vibe crew coming, comes out Wednesday. We're recording tomorrow and then I'll be yes. on with Doc on Wednesday, which I love those. I love the first look with Doc. Nice. We have a good time. That's fun. I love that. Yeah. I've got my stock article. I got to go finish writing. Uh, stock watch article is going to drop tomorrow. So definitely tune in for that. I I've love got... reading your articles, by the way. And Thank it's nice you. that I like <laughs> I work for Dr. Roto. So I get to read all your stuff for free, which is even better. I know we all get to read. Perks. Yes. And your offensive line analysis is insane. I love it. I love the way that you look at the game so much different than I do. It means that I'm going to be learning so much from you, which I always love and appreciate. That's why I love reading your stuff is because I feel like I'm literally looking at the game as an outsider, which sounds weird to say, but it brings a whole other perspective and I'm obsessed with it. I love it. So great job. Thank you. And then I've got the fantasy debate dropping on Thursday and then we always cover a win view game for the Thursday night game. So don't forget to miss that guys. Like don't, don't miss out on it. Don't miss it. uh, 
don't miss it. <laughs> it's Monday, screwing up my words, but that's okay. Um, I'll go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go ahead and sign us off. Thanks for listening to the Look Bad podcast with Sam and Maddie. And don't forget to check out all the other content, seasonal DFS tools, as well as premium access to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions and the members only Discord right here at drrota.com. Have a wonderful week, guys. Bye. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well 